The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Paul Reid is with me now in studio, um, Chair of the Citizens' Assembly on Drug Use, and they had a weekend of voting, as has been reported on in the papers today. And you might have heard him uh, speaking to Anton at the beginning of the weekend before that voting got underway. Uh, Paul, you're welcome to studio. Um, so for people maybe kind of haven't seen the headlines or maybe have just seen the headlines, what, what recommendations have the citizen, Citizens' Assembly on Drug Use decided to make to government? Good evening, Kieran. Yeah, yesterday concluded what was quite a momentous meeting, Assembly meeting, final meeting of the Citizens' citizen Assembly on Drugs, which has been taking place for the last seven months now. Uh, and during that period, they've they've had, you know, over 150 presenters. They've had 200 hours discussing at their table. So the ultimate conclusions yesterday were a report, 36 recommendations in total. I suppose there were some particularly key ones uh, of interest uh, throughout the whole process. Obviously, what approach we would recommend in terms of legislation. Um, and certainly in terms of that recommendation, we came down in favour of a model. Uh, the recommended model was to decriminalise uh, the issue of possession of drugs for personal use um, and to put that into effect through a, more, through a health-led approach as opposed to a criminal justice system. So what, what were the other options on the table on, on that particular front? In other words, what was rejected in favour of decriminalisation and a health-led approach? Yeah, well, first of all, to say that there's, there's an overwhelming majority to say we can't just stick with the status quo. Mm. So that was clear. Um, and then we worked down through various options. The other options that were on the table was, uh, for example, would we just uh, go with, there's legislation on the shelf in the Department of Justice now, which is cause of frustration for the Assembly, which hasn't been implemented, which would have facilitated a stronger health-led approach. Um, the Citizens Assembly went further on that. They went to decriminalise, actually. So that was that was another model, um, a health-led approach, but decriminalise. Uh, and all the way up to an option which was to fully leg- legislate, fully legalise all or sometimes of drugs. Recommendation from the Assembly was to decriminalise all drugs. And now, I should say, sorry, yeah. there was an extremely tight vote related to cannabis. So in terms of the cannabis vote, yeah. was just one in the difference. Uh, one one vote in the difference, and you know, so we will have to, we will be reflecting in a report that in relation to cannabis, there was an extremely tight vote. There was a, uh, there was almost a fifty fifty split in the room, like but a one vote difference between mm-hmm. legal full legalization of cannabis and the health led decriminalization yeah, limit, just specifically related to cannabis. That that was it. For the rest, it was overwhelming. And and, and, and um, I appreciate you, you've kind of been wrestling with all of this in great detail for months on end, as have all the members of the assembly uh, dutifully. Um, but uh, for, for for people at home, decriminalisation means what compared to the status quo? Right, right now in the status quo, it is illegal under Section 3 of the uh, 1977 Misuse of Drugs Act. That would actually mean that that would be changed. So if you have possession of drugs on you uh, for for your own for your own use, uh, the quantity to be determined by government ultimately, um, but you would not be uh, sent forward for a criminal conviction. It's not a criminal conviction. You would not be going to the courts to be convicted for that. What you would be doing, the referral process from a guardie into a programme that gives you supports. You know, it's, it's, some of these programmes exist at the minute where you would go, uh, qualified people would assess, you know, do you have an addiction problem? Are you just somebody who's used it, hasn't caused mm. you any harm? Is it once off? Or, you know, So they would assess what the potential issues are for yourself and give you advice and support in that regard. If it, if they determined, you know, it looks like it's an addiction problem, you'll be rooted into some addiction support services. So now the, the voting process was a, a kind of a relatively straightforward 
um, kind of ticking of boxes as to preference. Uh, but you would have got a sense throughout the assembly as uh, as the kind of the nature of the discussion and and the tenor of people's um, opinions. And what what because the text has come in here? Thanks to this assembly, our children would be able to purchase spice or synthetic cannabis from ruthless dealers. It just makes sense from a worried parent and grandparent. And and you know. That that text would be indicative of other people as well who kind of have a, a, an innate suspicion of or, or unease with any liberalisation because they fear liberalisation or decriminalisation inevitably leads to to more use and easier access. To what extent was that was, was that particular issue kind of poured over by members? Oh, oh, very much so. I mean, if you take the pre- presentation that we had from statutory bodies and Garda Shikana, Health Service, etc., you know, that view would have come through very strongly. Um, and the Citizens' Assembly listened to that quite carefully and equally listened to counter views, as you said, this, this issue is, you know, it's quite quite divided in society. So they would have listed all strands of that. But if you stand back from what we were trying to do, uh, one of the key mandates we have is how do we reduce the harm caused by drugs? So we weren't setting out to create more harm. We were setting out to reduce the harm. And there's many different harms, harms are caused by drugs. And one of them was the aspect that people can get into a criminal system too, criminal conviction too early. Uh, and then they end up in a vicious spiral. So, And the other kind of issue that we, we grappled with quite strongly was, while drugs are pervasive all across the country, and they are, all kinds of drugs are, are pervasive across the country, the, the impact of drugs happens much more strongly in marginalised uh, and communities. Mm. And it's generally communities who suffer si- high social deprivation. And it's not just the drugs issue, which is the problem. It's a whole set of social factors uh, in terms of investment, poverty, education, awareness, you know, so... Areas of high social deprivation suffer badly uh, uh, compared to some other areas. So we were looking at yeah. reducing harm, not creating. Well, one would suspect the latter leads to the former, doesn't it? I mean, that, that deprivation more often is what's leading to the drug use rather than the other way around. In that the, the, the deprivation would have predated the, the proliferation of drugs, certainly, that we see now. Yeah, but I think it's not. Sometimes this is made too simple. I wouldn't agree okay. that it's just, you know, deprivation then drugs. It's Deprivation is a you know, consequence of many other factors, you know. And we mm. heard that in the Assembly. We heard it quite strongly in the Assembly of the whole social determining factors that may end up somebody... And likely may end up, you know, if you take some areas of really high size, I come from Finglas West in the north of Dublin, uh, you know, it's a pretty working class area where my kids are a great community. Um, but you have more likelihood of an area or some parts of Dublin or some parts of the country, you have more likelihood of potentially uh, using drugs than mm-hmm. other parts of the country are certainly receiving more harm. So, you know, we have to take it in its widest context. But I don't think it's just a direct lineage between you know, yeah. self-deprivation, you, you will use. And, and, and with the recommendation to decriminalise comes recommendations for the government to to allocate resources then in order to deal with kind of a, a new drug landscape. Tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad to say that because obviously the one we just spoke about got the highest attention. Uh, but we had a range of recommendations yesterday. Uh, firstly, I should say that this needs to get a higher political priority and attention than we believe it has mm-hmm. at the minute. So we we have recommended a dedicated cabinet committee led by Antishuk uh, to look at this. But we also did go into the issue of the availability of the services all across the country. And it is quite sporadic. In some parts of the country, there are services available for addiction and recovery and some parts there aren't the strongest. So... Accessibility funding resources were also part of it, um, but but particularly that government would put a focus on marginalised communities in terms of where yeah. we're seeing the what, 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 what was the sense from the members as to the reason they felt there's a legacy of 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 um, kind of a lack of investment or a lack of attention on this from government and from successive governments? 
Well, it's hard to determine, but you know what we what we do know, as I said, it, it hurts some communities more than others. Um, you know, and you would wonder if this was having the same impact on other communities, more wealthy uh, communities, yeah. where they get more attention. And you know, I have to say that is a factor. You know, we, we can't have this hidden in not the hidden, but the impacts of it um, primarily. And, and you know, one of the things I did was I spent. Uh, two working days in Mount Chai Prison with the governor, just getting a greater understanding of it. And, you know, you can see the impacts in there. Uh, many people criminalised and into a vicious cycle of the system uh, from, you know, smaller parts of the, of the country and mm. particular parts. So this is something that's, it's, it's wider than just a drugs issue, but obviously our focus was drugs. And so these have been voted on over the weekend. What is the body of work then left for you? Yeah, what we will do now is take those 36 recommendations, put them into a report. In the next few weeks, we'll present it to the Taoiseach. Uh, there's two stages after that. Uh, the Oireachtas would set aside a committee, an Oireachtas committee, could be a new one, could be an existing one, to review uh, the, the report and recommendations. Uh, and in parallel, government would produce a report with the, their response to the recommendations and their timeframes to respond and implement mm. the recommendations that they take on board. So, so it's up to government to decide on those timeframes, that that's not set out in advance? It's not set out, but it is set out that they do have to respond mm. uh, on it. And look, from my perspective as chair and reflecting the views of the assembly members, this needs urgent attention. This, this you know, this yeah. should not be on the shelf for any stage at all. I'm just co- I'm conscious of two things. I'm conscious one of of how long we've been talking about uh, safe injection centres uh, in this country without having them up and running. Now I know we're closer to it, but we we thought we would have them a, a, a lot earlier than we do. And the fact that this government has what between twelve to eighteen months at an absolute stretch left to run, and and there may be a sense from those around the cabinet table that this is a job for the next guys. Yeah, if, and that would be a concern for ourselves too in the Assembly and IOB origin yeah, government. We're urging the Rockless, we're urging the Taoiseach to address this now in a, in a really urgent matter. This this is hurting communities. This is hurting individuals. It's hurting societies. Um, every day, uh, people are losing their lives uh, through jo- drug-induced deaths. You know, so... They need to. They need to embrace it. It needs to be acted on. You know, there was a, there is a high level of frustration that there was a legislation on the shelf since twenty nineteen. We're heading into twenty twenty four. So mm. you know, this needs to be taken seriously. And Paul Reid, chair of the Citizens Assembly on drug use. Paul, thanks a million uh, for joining us here on the show. The hard shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.